The Lifestyle Show on RTE Radio 1 Extra. Welcome to The Lifestyle Show on RTE Radio 1 Extra with me, Tara Lockery-Grant. It's summer. This weather has been off the charts and hopefully the rest of the summer is going to stay, if not as good, still gorgeous enough to get out there, try out new things. Listen, the kiddies are off. Yes, the students have been off since May, but the little ones are out there and parents are maybe pulling their hair out thinking of how well in our house anyway what are we doing today what are we doing tomorrow what are we doing the weekend if you're looking for some really good ideas then we have you covered or at least Ali does Ali Spillan who's a journalist is working with us in RTE and has been getting out there to try to find out some of the best offer the best budget the best buys for families Ali how are you very well, thank you. Listen, I know you're beaming at the moment because um, one of the projects that you were doing is getting out there. I mean, you're from a family of four kids. Yeah. Yeah, the Port Leash family. And you guys were used to, because a lot of the, the value in the trips out there are two adults, two children. But for your parents, two adults, four kids. Um, so you've become a little bit of an expert in getting value for money, finding out what good day, day trips are out there. And also a bit of education in there too. Yeah, I even remember on days out as a child, and we were always brought places like that. So the first place I visited was Glasnevin Cemetery, but it wasn't my first visit to the site. I've been there a couple of times when I was younger. My aunt, years ago, a documentary was brought out about it, about there's 1.6 million people That's buried right. in Glasnevin Cemetery. Yeah. So they brought out a documentary, and I suppose maybe that upped the profile. It probably it, it was a great documentary. It was, it was kind of sad as well, and that the guy um, who was the centre of it uh, passed away not long afterwards, but it, the, the, I think it really put Glass and Evans Cemetery, I mean, which kind of sounds funny to say about a cemetery, but as a tourist destination on the map. Well, it's funny like that because the other day when I was there, you have this like cortege of hearses as they queue up with ongoing funerals on the same site as the tourists are. And it sounds a bit weird, but when you're there, you experience it and it is, it's, it's split, but it, it's a fascinating Life tourist site. Death. Life yeah. and death. Dark tourism even. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a dark history of Ireland, but it's more than that because it's not just the history. It's so entertaining. Like the stories that are contained in Glasnevin Cemetery are fascinating. And like for old and young, my parents enjoyed it just as equally as we did as children. And starting, just started on Monday, every Monday for July and August, Glasnevin Cemetery have started the children's store. Ah. So it's for, it's aimed for children between the ages of six and 12. So a lot of the stories are the same as what's told on the general history store but told in a more meaningful way and told in a more suitable way for the children. So Warren, the tour guide, was talking to me about that. So every Monday, it's seven euro a ticket, which is very reasonable for adults and children. Um, It's aimed at kids six to 12, but they tell kind of the funny side to the um, cemetery, the humour side to the graveyard and some of the stories that I suppose children could relate to. But the general history tour is brilliant for a family day out, especially for teenagers, because it was as older children we would have been brought there. And um, when you start doing that kind of history in school, it definitely personifies it and humanises it. And you meet, you see some of the graves of the people you've learned about in books. It. Who, who stood out for you as a smaller child, maybe? And then now, is there any difference? Well, Michael Collins as a smaller child because I just the amount of flowers on his grave even today is fascinating it and is. there's a whole story behind it yeah, actually sorry it was Shane McThomas who the historian yes. who was in the documentary who passed away afterwards yeah, just, um, may rest in peace but yes and now um, Daniel O'Connell so when I was there the other day just recently they've reopened the tower so it's the first time it's been opened since 1971 when it was bombed no. so in 1971 a bomb was put in but because of the shape of the tower it blew the stairs out but left the tower intact well, who bombed it? I'm not actually sure, but it's 100. They've remade the stairs to 
mirror what was there in 1971. It's now 198 steps to the top. It's a 55 metre tower. It's not for children under eight and I now know why. Mm. Um, It's for people with a certain level of fitness. But when you get to the top, the views are amazing. So the windows are the whole way around the top of the round tower so you get views of the whole surrounding area. And when I was there, of course, the sun was shining which added to it. So while you need to be fit, it is worth the climb. What? When did it open, did you say? The tower's only open in the last month. Oh, for God's sake. That's yes. That's brilliant. Since 1971. Yes. It's worth it alone. Just it is. What about uh, any other heroes that you, or at least Irish legends, whose graves you saw and visited? I didn't see it on this visit, but I know Hannah Sheehy Skeffington is there yes. for the year that's in it. I visited her James there. Joyce is there. Mm-hmm. Um, Parnell. Um, Nora Barnacle, is she there? She quite possibly yeah. is. There's a huge amount of artists, poets, musicians. There's, but the whole Irish history is, you know, when we go back to like Irish history, 1920s, 1916 rise, and loads of them are there. Countess so, Markovic is there. Yes. And we started our tour at the grave of O'Donovan Rossa. Uh, and kind of starts the history tour. And at 2.30 every day, there is the reenactment of Pierce's graveside speech at O'Donovan Rossa. So the man dressed as Pierce comes out and does the speech. It's really lovely. Oh, so yeah. that daily oration is just once today at the start of the 2.30 tour. And does he do that voluntarily or as part of... I don't know, but he's brilliant. He has it word for word, meaningful, and it really gets you into the zone then for your tour. Um, And of course, he's buried not far from the likes of Lark and O'Connell is in the... So at the bottom of the tower, you have this big crypt. And Daniel O'Connell, who founded the cemetery in 1828, is buried in there. But... um. There's a whole story behind it. I remember him. that. That's actually, it is, even going into that crypt is... Yeah, and there's good luck to touch the coffin. Yes. So everyone has their hands in touching <laughs> yeah. the coffin. And um, there's a story told about how he said, my soul to heaven, my body to Ireland, my heart to Rome. And there's a story that somewhere in Italy today, his heart is, but when they went to find it in the church where it should have been, it wasn't there. So really made headlines in recent times. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's still a mystery, but... um. Rumour has it it's in some bank vault somewhere in Italy and no one knows just how um, valuable Valuable it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the tour lasted about two hours. Now it doesn't feel it because the stories just keep coming. It's not a huge amount of walking. It's a massive cemetery but it's quite contained. Um, So the... In that history documentary sorry to cut across you did um, Shane McDonald's or, or was it referred to about when somebody sitting somewhere in a room said guys we're missing a trick here. Yes, death is very serious and it's very sad, but also there's legends buried here hundreds of years ago and we should be inviting people in to pay their respects. Surely, it definitely happens something like that, but it's actually Glasnevin Trust, you now have it, so they have a few cemeteries, but it's, I suppose it's their site, so it's not OBW or any, or publicly owned, it's owned by Glasnevin Trust. Um, and it's not for profit, so any money that's put in is put back into the That's business and put into the upkeep of the cemetery and it's really well upkept like it's a beautiful like as a graveyard can go it's yeah. beautifully laid out the flowers the upkeep is fantastic yeah. and the architecture around the place Bridget was my tour guide and she's an ex-teacher and I knew from the moment yeah. I met her her passion for it she was a history and geography teacher and I spoke to her afterwards she was saying it's such a learning experience like nobody can go in there and not learn something exactly. and it's not just the historical stories it's everything that goes with from the architecture the art the artists who are buried there the geology 
there's just so much there and she said it's trying to communicate so much in so little time so they have specifically designed tours so like the general history tour and now the children's tour there's this dead interesting tour so each of them Mm. looks at a different a specific element of the cemetery so if you turn up on your normal day it will be the general history tour you can do but you can surely look into doing different ones and then upstairs in their visitor centre they have the interactive museum what's that like I haven't seen it so um it's nice. It's different exhibitions and uh, they change from time to time. But it's up where the genealogy is. So Glasnevin have a, a history of being great for doing family trees, looking into family histories, Irish heritage, things like that. Not just for Irish, but for people from abroad as well. Um, and up there now, they so obviously they look at specific projects related to what happens in the cemetery. So if you go up, you'll get some of the revolutionary history at the moment and it just kind of adds to the stories you're hearing outside yeah and Ali I love the idea of the children's tour as well because again it's summer and that's what we're talking about family days uh, what was the what was the sense of that being different did you get that from Bridget how it's different to the normal tours is it maybe the information is just delivered in a more simple way yeah and I suppose the general history tour looks very much at the personality so you would kind of be aware of when you go through the school system like Pierce and Michael Collins whereas younger children wouldn't so the first boy ever buried in that cemetery just inside the gate at the Gravediggers pub was an 11 year old called Michael Carey so they tell stories like that they tell stories she said it's a great way to get social history across to children because of course children in Ireland hear about the famine but they don't they understand can't relate. That, yeah famines exist in the world but we also went through that ourselves in 1840s so she said it's a great way of teaching them things like that they learn about cholera and the cholera pits so like there's mass graves where you have thousands of bodies of people who died of the fevers and cholera and all the awful diseases back then and then you have someone like Parnell buried in the same plot as them and it's fascinating but they tell it Warren who is the tour guide for the children's tour it's just about the meaning of a way and it's about getting across to them in a way that's not scary because I suppose sometimes people have a perception of cemeteries or graveyards as being kind of a haunting place but really these stories are it's a relatable way of telling it to children. You hit the nail on the head. Do you remember? Do you heard that interview as well? Didn't you with um? What was the name of the doctor? Dr. Gillian, who yeah. was on with Ryan Tuberty, um, talking about dark tourism and she's doing a big tour. She she lectures in the UK, Liverpool, I think it is. John Moore University, is it? Um, but she lectures anyway in the UK. Very bright, sounding woman makes history so alive and so interesting. And she's doing a dark tourism tour of Ireland and her time off a bit. Uh, I think it's gone into thirty five days that are filled with bringing her nieces and nephews everywhere. So she will, and one of the areas, of course, she talked about was Glasnevin. So that was as part of this Dublin Pass now. What's that? So similar to when you used to go to London or Paris or New York and you would buy your pass, which is a discounted entry into lots of hop museums on, or tourist attractions. Or whatever it is. That's it. So if you're in Dublin for a few days or you're doing a weekend break and you know you're going to visit a few of the sites in once, it's just worth getting the Dublin Pass because it gets you into most of the big tourist sites. So it is a like pretty name recent a more thing. So Epic, it's connected to the Dublin bus. I'm not 100% sure if it's connected to the zoo, but it, it most of the highly advertised tourist attractions, which would be known in Dublin, are on this pass. And you get to see, so you get to pick your deal and buy your ticket. And you, 
if you're going to be there for a couple of days and going to be fitting in a few tourist attractions, it's definitely worth your while getting a couple of days on the pass. Brilliant. Do you know about the starting rates for that or how does it work? I'm not sure, but I think it's based on which site you're going to go to. So okay. you can get, Google they're not it. all, yeah. Okay. Not all the same price. Depends on, you can kind of cater it to suit yourself. Good. You can pick which options. Okay, Dublin Pass now. So that's the first one we wanted to have a look at and then the Glass and Evans Cemetery is in there as one of those options if you it wanted is, yeah. to do that at the same time. Okay, and what's your advice, by the way, uh, before we get into the next, we will be talking about Epic, which is uh, going to be visited by two very famous royals, we believe, and also about the OPW card, which I'm, I, I definitely I want to hear more on. I think I'll be going away investing for our Irish holliers on that one. Um, packing, lunches, food. I spent a small fortune going to, the, I love the zoo. Great day out. I mean, one of the biggest tourist and often has been the biggest tourist attraction in Ireland and it's worthy of that. But it to go and feed a family, a clatter of you with a, a big meal, it's a very expensive day out and it, it can be a big treat. But are there other ways that you would advise doing it that you found works for you guys? Well, even in Glasnevin Cemetery, so the Glasnevin Cemetery back gate leads into the National Botanic Gardens. Perfect. And they are fabulous. Like on a day like today, when the sun is shining and I mean if you've kids they love nothing more than running around there's so yeah. much space for the mammies and daddies there's so much scenery to look at There's, it's beautiful um, they also have a gorgeous coffee shop if they you do, do fancy treating or yourself. bring a picnic yeah. you know kids love that especially if you've younger kids I yes. mean if you're going to make a day of it you're going to be in Glasnevin Cemetery for a few hours don't yeah. get me wrong but just cross the gate you're in the botanic gardens take a walk around have a picnic and in Glasnevin and Botanic Gardens, they both have their tea rooms. Neither are overly expensive. No. So they're not the complete commercial end of it where they're taking all your money. Gorgeous but come, especially if you have a big family picnics. And picnics are fun for little kids. You know? and, I mean, I, I, the, I think you hit the nail on the head. The way I do it is bring the picnic and then you can top it off with the treat of an ice cream. That's it. Nice day. Uh, okay, so let's have a look now at the OPW card. Yeah, so the OPW card is for Irish Heritage Centre. So they're state-owned... Usually, Office of Public Works, yes, OPW. Mm-hmm. Usually got to do with the history of Ireland. So they're owned by the state, but they're tourist attractions. So usually the wonderful thing is they're not overly commercial. And as someone who's had an OPW card in the past, it's funny because most of them are kind of off the beaten track or maybe less well known. You don't have the same masses of tourists. You don't have the same crowds. And usually it's actually a lot of Irish people you'll find will go to them sites because they've been to all the big ones. Brilliant. So they're looking for something extra. So in every county in Ireland, you're going to find OPW sites. Well, I put you to the test ahead of my Sligo tour. And um, after years and years and years of, of going to the West and then down South and the sunny southeast, and of course Donegal where my dad's from, we went to, and my mum's Limerick. So we've kind of covered a lot I have only been to Sligo once for somebody's 21st which was obviously a while ago um, or my friends so Sligo Abbey is covered under the OPW card didn't even know there was one so delighted to be heading off and I'm going to take the kids to that what kind of things first of all cost of OPW cards and then we tried to look up how many, how many areas they cover but and what sort of sites but there are so many and it changes all the time so a lot is the answer how much do they cost not a lot no, it's definitely if you're going to if you're in if you're Irish and you know you're going to visit a few of these sites if you are good for going away for weekends and remember your OPW card lasts twelve months so from your first purchase you have a year to use it unlimited go back to the same sites forty times go to every site in the book it doesn't matter your family ticket is 
90 euro but it's two adults and five children so coming from a big family that was kind of you don't fit the package deal you don't fit the two adults two children self-catering in Spain us being 12 kids um, and still the two adults it was lots of fun as you can imagine growing up so we didn't even fit the OPW spec but for you guys it's perfect what uh, so where do you get it you can buy it at any of the sites so any of the OPW sites will sell it the Easiest thing to do is go to your first site, buy it on the day, and then you'll remember that 12 months from there, it's going to be valid. Can you use it against the ticket value right there and then? Oh, you can, yeah. Once it's Spare. in your hand, you can spend, okay. it's yours. So you just keep it in your wallet, take it out every time you visit the site. But it's a great way to see Ireland. Because I just remember when we got it as kids, it kind of made you do things at the weekend. We'd look in the book and we'd say, well, what's in this county? And we'd go to it. <laughs> so I specifically remember going to a place called Swiss Cottage in Tipperary it wasn't far from Care because we went to Care Castle the same day and it was fabulous there's all these places that you don't hear and I suppose they're not very well advertised they're not privately owned they're state owned so maybe they don't have the same marketing and advertising teams yeah. behind them but when you get the book and you see how many exist in Ireland and then you have like Kilkenny your medieval town in Kerry you have Muckris like all over the country in Offaly where my mum is from there's Clonmacnoise on the Shannon lovely and a lot of them are history related, but then you have the kind of bigger touristy ones. So the National Botanic Gardens is one. And I know they're now doing daily tours twice a day around the gardens. I'd love to do one of them. Yeah. And then in Dublin, you've got like Kilmainham Jail. Oh, it is so special. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a, I've done that, brought the kids to that a couple of times and each time jaw dropping for them. That's the yeah. thing. And these places are the kind of places you will go a couple of times, you know, and you might bring someone else. So you'll think, oh, well, I brought some of the kids and then maybe one of them really liked it. So bring them again the next day. And because you have the card, it's not costing you anything to go except the time. And you know what? I don't know if you find this, but no matter where you're from in the country, every single one of us, because we're at home, we're working. We do, I do the same sort of run every day, um, rat run to work or to my mum's or to friends or whatever. You don't experience a lot of uh, tourism outside of your your holidays so this is a great chance to get to know your area a bit more as well what about your oh yes so uh, there's tell us what's happening with epic and all about it i'm really excited about this one what is epic so it's the irish immigration museum and it's based in the basement in custom house key but it's really cool because my tour guide nathan who's the museum curator was telling me that when you're down there it's a protected building but that's the warehouse where all the products used to go when they came down the liffey into ireland and then they'd get their custom tax and then they'd be shipped out. So you've got your downstairs. It is, it's a little dark, but it's well lit. And your work, your walking room to room and it's telling the story but of Irish When were you there like, during the week? Just during the week. Great. So I got in ahead of Harry and, and Megan yeah. for their big trip. But um, they'll talk, definitely we'll enjoy it. that in a second. They yeah. um, so it tells the story of 10 million people who have left Irish shores over the last 1500 years. But it tells it through 300 stories which represent these stories. And 70 of those people are still alive live today around the world it's the work that went I just I can't even imagine the work the research that went into making the museum but not only that it focuses on the history but it's the first fully digital museum in the world so I've gone to museums where they've had screens or kind of tokenism interaction and you know it makes you a bit weary when you hear this self-guided you're like sure how will I know my way around but it's brilliant so you can get your audio guide either downloaded on iOS or Android or free your world you can buy your guide and then you take yourself to the museum but it's great that it's self-guided because you could spend hours particularly children there's games that you 
go through the museum you become part of the story and you can go back to things as often as you like but when you walk into epic you're handed your passport and the passport guides you through the museum so after every stage you get to stamp your passport (laughs) and it brings you through so we start off with the ways in which people left ireland why people left ireland what are the pull and push factors then we go into irish people abroad i can't get over how great Irish heritage is like people of Irish descent who have gone on to do phenomenal things the diaspora isn't it jaw dropping it yeah. is jaw dropping like 70,000 people or something claim Irish heritage oh, 70 million, million. yes, yes <laughs> 70,000 but they're all they're all represented through the museum we all are kind of so it goes right from history the start time up to today and that's the best thing about it, the interactive element they were saying it's so easy to change so as history changes it too will change so we're right now right in there we're right up to the yes marriage equality is in that museum 2015 yes so it's not based it is based on history but it's our entire history and it's kind of Irish as people but your passport brings you through the museum and you get to the end and there's this table and you place your passport down and you can write your postcard or draw your picture and you can send it to somebody you email it to them either at home or abroad or to yourself and it goes off into the Who archive did you send yours to well I actually sent it to myself I couldn't think of anyone else's email on the spot but it's a lovely kind of thing to take away from the museum and it kind of does make you feel part of it and then yours goes into the archive and becomes part of the museum oh that's a lovely touch yeah, for children that as well yes really but also they have this thing tell us your story so if you're a tourist there who is of Irish descent you can submit your story it goes into the archive and then they change the stories all the time if something really fascinating comes in they pull that one out and bring it into the museum but it's just a I lovely love experience as you go through like there's one particular it's about literacy stars who were of Irish heritage and Irish descent and you go into the room and there's this huge interactive book you can go through but all around in the library there's certain glowing books and you pull out the book and it tells starts telling you the story so you've got like Ulysses you've got Gulliver's Travels The Line, The Witch and the Wardrobe the full volume yeah wow. you pull, you tilt it out and it tells you the story and it's that's the level of interaction are we talking minority report screens on the wall are we t- touching yeah inter- you're touching you're feeling you're hearing you're dancing you're it's the whole way through it. Every there's not one part of it where you're not involved, wow. and you can be in, as involved in as little or as much as you like. But even just if you don't want to be involved, to walk through the museum, they've got commissioned sculptures and um, artwork, and it's you walk in. There's this one is Ellie McNamara, I think is the lady's name who made it. I think she's actually a TV set designer, but it's it's meant to. Um, just I suppose convey all the ways we've travelled abroad through centuries. But especially like how things have changed, how mode of transport have changed. And it's it's beautiful. And then we go into the science so how Irish people have affected science throughout the world. Isn't, and there's isn't just, it remarkable how it much is remarkable. we have? How, why do we not know this? The last time I knew about this was in primary school. Yes. Or set, maybe, maybe up to junior school. And then the tour guides asked me if I'd heard of certain people. And I think, and I actually haven't. I it's kind of sad that I have, yes. maybe I'm not very well read in the area of science, no, but it's just I, strange. I just, I, and then with history being taken off at yeah. the curriculum, it's, I'm gobsmacked. But it's a great it. way, even for children, to, you used to learn so much as an adult going through it. And maybe you can even relate to it a little bit more as adults, because I'm sure people in your family have emigrated. And you see like normal people's stories are like, there's a young boy, I can't think of his name, he's one of the first you meet. And he goes over on the coffin ships, to time of the famine. And his parents die in the oh coffin gosh. ship and him and his brother arrive orphaned. And you see the lives they go on to live. So it kind of gives a real context to history. How was it his life? See, I'm it was, hooked. You see, it was great life. Do you know, and there he is. And obviously he's long dead, but yeah. he's there and you hear his story and you hear how, like supposed to reality, but really brings that like history book to life. And you can go through it. And even 
the science area, there's a, when you go in, there's a big sculpture piece, but it's meant to um, convey kind of the brain and the workings of the brain, but it's just fascinating to look at. I was looking at it for about five minutes. Thinking, <laughs> tell me, tell me how more did about someone, that. How did yeah. someone make this? It's yeah. all these wires and colours and you're walking under it and it kind of sparks and it's meant to be the inner workings of the brain. But the, the attention to detail in every aspect of the museum is just fascinating. You it really is. You now have convinced, Ed, sold me on why, firstly, we should all go, but secondly, um, and this is that's covered, isn't it, by the Dublin Pass it now is, card. Yeah. But also, Harry and Meghan are being invited over mm-hmm. to Ireland soon, actually, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And Leo Parker, Tishak, and Tishak is going to a meeting with them. And as somebody has offered them, have they an in, is, has extended a hand of invite into Epic? They will be visiting Epic on their visit, yes. And I suppose that was the funny thing when I heard they were going to Epic. I was like, because Ireland and England would kind of have a fraught history of emigration and why people had to leave Irish shores, um, especially under English rule. So I think it's a really nice thing. But when you go there, you get to see that it's, it's the entire experience and it's not just it is the Irish Emigration Museum but emigration is such a global experience so I think everyone can kind of relate to it in that way but they'll definitely enjoy their visit Okay good um, if you had to was there anywhere that you've been yourself uh, that we haven't covered here um, that you went to so we've talked about the Glasnevin Cemetery we've talked about the Dublin Pass now and Epic you can go into under that scheme but also go directly the OPW card you can go to so many heritage, heritage sites across Ireland Um was there anywhere that you have visited yourself that blew you away? I know I'm totally putting you on the spot now. When you were growing up, that is still there. Obviously, we talked about Dublin Zoo earlier on, but that is still there that you just thought, do you know, I'd love to go back to that at some stage. It was a little gem. And it sounds like your parents were the type to go, we're doing a day trip, but there will be some learnings. Lifelong learning. That's it. it. Well, my mother's a teacher. I don't know if that's where it comes from. I suppose my dad has an interest in history. And Do you know, when you're, it's teenagers as well, because as kids, it's easy to bring you to the zoo for the day. And my God, you'll be entertained in the zoo. But I think as you get that little bit older, it's harder to entertain kids. Three months holidays is a long time. Yes. My mother could not leave us in bed every day for the holidays. So it was finding time, and especially my dad, when he'd be off work, we'd kind of make a day of it and go somewhere. It'd be hard to pick one, but I just remember the John Brody famine ship. And I know now we've got the Jeannie yes. Johnston opened in we Dublin. Do. I haven't done that one. Yeah. But the John Brody famine ship, I just remember because... It's just there on the side of the, right. the uh, side of the river in Wexford, and when you go into it, it it's not massive. It's not a huge cruise ship. And of course, it's small. you whack your head off a beam here. Yeah, and there. but it's it's just. I just remember the stories from that one. I just remember, like, it was the first time I really realised how sad, yes. I suppose, Irish history could be. I mm. probably was quite young when I was there, but kind of one that kind of stuck with me. And then you've got really lovely if you. I mean, if you're down in Kerry or somewhere, Muckris is always really, you Gorgeous. know, it's a, it never gets old. Like I've been many times, it's it's lovely. And then I suppose one I would love to do that I've I suppose would be next on my list would be Spike Island. So I know Dr. Gillian yes, spoke of it. Yes, we do. You're right. Yeah. yeah, it got some great awards in the last couple of years. It's really up and coming. They've done a lot of work on it. They have. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an aunt down in Crosshaven, so I must book in okay. with her. And Ali, are you? Um, would you be the same amongst your friends? So you know, uh, of your age. Oh, f- starting your professional careers are you at the weekend do they have interest in going with you in these type of things or would it solely be for research be asked no I would really enjoy them and I do have I have friends who would not enjoy them <laughs> but I have friends who would and I suppose if maybe it's because I was brought up with them a lot of my friends maybe wouldn't have been because we weren't the kind of family who went on the all in package to Spain every year. We did a lot of staycations well, in Ireland. With 12 kids, so yeah. did we. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've been to places like Carrick on Shannon. I think Ireland is so full of history and 
you know it's there but it's actually getting out and doing it and it's not just history I think as tourist attractions go I know people say Ireland's a rip off and it probably does have a bad rep for things but when you go beyond the real commercial aspect of it there's loads out there to do and there's so many days out. I mean we've eight weeks left till schools reopen or nine weekends even do you know like if you did one a weekend or one every fortnight you've seen a nice bit of Ireland by the time the kids go back to school I can't end on any better note than that that's journalist Ali Spillan talking about family day trips what's on offer some of the things out there and also how to do it on a budget and a couple of clever tips out there whether it is the OPW card or the Dumb Pass now or whatever it is just to be able to get out there and enjoy living history um, in the country so if you want to get in touch or have ideas you can get in touch with us on Facebook um, Twitter and Instagram and RTE Lifestyle and also email RTLifestyle at RTE.ie Ali's going to have details of this in an article that you're going to put up on to RTE.ie forward slash lifestyle and in the lifestyle section of the RTE News Now app as well we'll push out that out on Twitter Facebook and Instagram so you can follow up get some links get all the information in case you've been trying to listen and go damn it don't know where that website was or what, what it was that she said and that's it from me Tara Lockery Grant we'll be back with you next week thanks for listening bye bye Email the Lifestyle Show, rtelifestyle at rte.ie.